Well, good evening, everybody. It's Chris here from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mira, Alberta, and I am also the CEO, interim CEO of the Alberta Prosperity Project, and I am joined tonight uh, by my friend, Mr. Gary Lambert. Am I supposed to say that? Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing tonight, Chris? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I wasn't really sure whether I, I was going to start or you were going to start, but I know you're pretty much the control freak that you are, so I'm glad that you <laughs> stepped up and did what you did there. And so I am. Oh, uh, yes. So, uh, I, I, uh, I was pretty excited to do this webinar tonight. Um, we're going to have Roy Bayer on, the co-founder of Taking Back Our Freedoms. He's That's also right. been very involved with Take Back Alberta and uh, an advocate for um, people becoming involved in the democratic process, not just at election time, but all of the time. That's and right. we're going to talk about that tonight. So, Carrie, what, what's your take on that? I mean, up until the last maybe three years ago, I think you were you were like me, and you thought that democracy was every four years. You know, years. I had no like uh, all I thought was democracy was going and voting every four years, and uh, and as we've seen time and time again, that this is what led us to where we are right now. It's the apathy and and people just not getting involved, and of course, the whole idea behind APP is to get people involved, and I think that's if there's anything that people are going to take home from this particular webinar is that you need to get involved and it doesn't matter if you don't agree with the uh, the UCP's policies or, or you don't agree with that there are there are government right now there are provincial government and it we would be doing the same thing whether it was an NDP government or an independence-minded uh, government whoever would be in power we would be saying you know what we have to step up we have to look at their policies and we have to go to their AGM in numbers uh, because even uh, uh, Taking Back Our Freedoms and, and even Take Back Alberta have always said, get out there in numbers, and uh, and it's all a math game. You can you can make change by just getting enough people involved. And uh, so I think having gone through what we've gone through in the last few years, and, and again, getting involved with APP, and I was involved with, well, still am, with the Independence Party of Alberta, um, it, it just requires people stepping up and actually being able to do something. And, uh, you know, and, and if I wasn't involved with this, I'd probably be looking at a school board position or I'd be at least looking at some way that I could uh, be involved in the community and, uh, and giving back time to the community. So I think that's, again, that's, that's the thing that I hope people will uh, take away from this. Absolutely. So um, I'll, I guess I should let everybody know, as, as the CEO of the Alberta Prosperity Project, Project I have a job to do. And my job is to uh, advance the mission of the Alberta Prosperity Project. So the Alberta Prosperity Project is a nonprofit, nonpartisan educational society. And our goal is to educate Albertans as to the, uh, uh, the rationale and the benefits and merits of Alberta independence mm -hmm. or, better, or Alberta sovereignty or however you want to look at that. Uh, the, one of the ways we can do that is by working with our legislators, the people who make our laws, in order to advance policies that are aligned with our values and get us closer to our mission. So uh, there are some that may may think that engaging with the government is a partisan tactic. It is not. If we're going to get anything done in this province and if we're going to change anything, it's going to be done through the political structure and it's going to be done through legislation. Now, when it comes to things like the uh, AGMs that our government of the day have, this is where we have the opportunity to use our voice. And the Alberta Prosperity Project We'll have a very loud voice at this AGM mm -hmm. and our values uh, are going to be spoken in that room and many of them will make their way into our policy and uh, lead Alberta to a more prosperous future. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're involved with this. And now without further ado, seeing so we have a hard stop at 8 p.m. tonight yes, because following this, as you know, Carrie, I have another webinar to do with Marco uh, and John Williams. John Williams is a candidate for the UCP uh, board as the VP of communications. So we're going to be doing that right after. Those will, those will be a great series because again, the, the, the point being is that at the AGM, they're voting in the board and, uh, and you get to actually, if you attend the AGM, you get to vote in the board. And so you, everyone should be making an informed decision. And that's the other thing. If, if we've learned anything over these last few years is we need to be informed. We cannot just go and, and check something just because it's a color that we like. No, we need to be informed about who the candidates are, what their policies are, etc. So I think that's, yes. that's important. No more voting for good hair. No. 
that doesn't lead to prosperity. Anyway, so on that note, with further ado, I'm going to bring on somebody who always has excellent hair yes. uh, and has become a good friend of mine, Mr. Roy Beyer, the uh, co-founder of Taking Back Our Freedoms and uh, a man who was involved with Taking Back Alberta to get our, our last Premier, Kenny, to resign. So welcome, Roy. Well, I, great to be here with you, Kerry and Chris, and with uh, APP. I'm a, I'm a proud member of APP as well as TBOF yeah. founder, so... I think we've got a lot of alignment going on. Wait a minute, Roy. Did you just say you're also a member of the Alberta Prosperity Project and you're a member of Taking Back Our Freedoms and you're a member of Take Back Alberta? And Absolutely. UCP? Yeah. How is that yeah. possible? <laughs> <laughs> to me, uh, we need to expand our influence. And uh, every organization has maybe a different focus, a unique focus. It's not a contradiction to be a part of APP um, in terms of their focus towards greater independence from the corruption of Ottawa, mm -hmm. uh, and then also, of course, TBOF and TBA. Uh, one is national, one is provincial, but our our goals are exactly the same. So we 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 do we work together, and I think uh, a lot of our uh, memberships as well. They they understand that, and they're part and parcel of what you guys are doing, and part of what we're doing, doing it together. Yeah. So we may not be aligned on everything. We may not agree on everything, and we may not be taking the same path to get there. But at the end of the day. Uh, we're all focused on making this province better. And that's where our alignment is in, in working towards a free and prosperous Alberta. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And I think it's important for people to understand that we've been duped by the establishment, uh, the duped by the notion that, you know, just vote every four years and leave the rest to us. And, and the group that, you know, it's the establishment, uh, the, the power brokers, uh, people with an agenda, that run our political parties in Canada. Oh, Canada has the lowest participation rate in terms of political membership, party membership in the mm -hmm. world, other than yeah. China and, and, and Korea. Um, those are not, you know, that's not a good group to compare yourself with, but that's where we are. Lowest percentage. And Canadians say, well, politics is kind of a, it's for, you know, people that are not like me. Mm -hmm. But uh, the fact is, a political party is only as good or as bad as the as the people that are participating in the process. Mm -hmm. So the revolution that's happened here in Alberta is a whole bunch of good people, grassroots, normal, family-oriented, community-oriented, pro-Albertans decided in mass to get involved, and the establishment hates it. Mm -hmm. But all the more, we need to do more of it, and because by joining a political party you have a voice and the unique thing about the united conservative party i mean it's not perfect by any means i mean let's be clear on this but the unique thing about the united conservative party is that as far as any other major political party in canada it is far more grassroots than any other mm -hmm. this is the only major political party where you can join as a member and then decide to register and attend the AGM and you get to vote on who is the board of directors and the policies of the party. It's the only major political party in Canada, literally that where you just as an individual have that kind of, uh, you know, autonomy to decide to get involved or not get involved. And so it makes perfect sense for people like all of us, even Carrie. <laughs> so, even me. Yeah, all of us, we need to we need to have a voice and get involved because we get to vote for the board of directors and yeah. policies. And I know we're going to talk about the board of directors here in the program. I won't I won't get into that, but yeah. it's far more important than most people realize. Very important so, for us to. Uh, why? To, uh, why? For, first of all, before I before I ask why, I already asked it, but let me rewind. I want to point something out. What Roy just said was uh, and he was very clear saying that the United Conservative Party is not perfect. I second that. But you said that there are good people getting involved in that party. Now, <laughs> the UCP did some, there were some horrible infringements on our rights and freedoms. They did some yeah. nasty things over the last four years. So there are those out there who would say they're so corrupt. Anybody who's involved with them also becomes corrupt. What do you have to say about that? Well, I used to be a pastor and I, I talked to a lot of people who said, I don't go to church because... People in church are hypocrites. I said, well, of course, that's true of everybody. We, we all have our flaws. <laughs> and when you go into a political party, it, it, it definitely has its flaws. 
but in politics in particular, it attracts some some bad players. There's no question about that. And it's people with uh, great big egos, uh, power-hungry people, uh, people with an agenda. It attracts that kind of people. So it repels good people, right? Good people say, I, I don't want to be involved with that because I don't want any association with that. But the, the, the right answer is for us to join in overwhelming numbers and flush, I call it flush the toilet, right? So get rid of the bad with incoming good. And it, it's and that's just the reality that the real decision-making happens in a political party between elections, not at election time. Almost every important decision has already been made. On election day, you just get to choose, usually between two bad choices. And, and, and now if we wanna change that, we have to at least get involved in one of those political parties that has a chance to win and try to make it better. And uh, it's never going to be perfect. No church is ever going to be perfect, if you want to use that analogy. And no family is perfect. That's one we can all relate to, right? So so we all have families that um, with all kinds of flaws, mm -hmm. and that's true of a political party. A little more true of a political party than other organizations because it typically attracts the wrong, wrong kind of people. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know I was very turned on off on politics after 20 years of involvement. I just decided I had enough and, and it was a wrong decision. It was because of the repulsion of the corruption. And I realized, you know what, by stepping back, I didn't make it better. I just need to find a way to get more people like me getting involved. And that's what we've been doing the last few years. So let me uh, just comment on that for a second. So you mentioned you're a pastor and people say they don't go to church because people in church are hypocrites. Everybody's a hypocrite. Everybody in some yeah. way or another, you know, I, I tell people, hey, we should act this way. We should do these things. And then I fail. Um, people in general are not perfect. And that's the whole point of the church is that we're imperfect and we need to have fellowship with other imperfect people and, and, uh, and accept the fact that we're not perfect and we need something better and greater than ourselves. So that, that's the point right. of church. Now, the political party idea um, not getting involved because it's full of full of corruption. Politics, as I've learned, is nothing but a math problem or a math solution. And it's like you said, it's numbers. If you bring enough people, if enough people show up, you will outnumber the people who are there for bad reasons and you will win. Mm -hmm. It's very, very simple. And and if you're going to, I think it would be difficult for a conservative to say, well, don't get involved with that party because the party's corrupt. Because that same conservative will turn around and say, well, don't blame the gun. Blame the person yeah. holding the gun. And a political mm -hmm. party is the sum of the people that make the party, make up the party. Mm -hmm. So if there's more good people getting involved, the party's going to be good. If those people say, oh, I'm not going to do that because four years ago this happened or because five years ago this happened, uh, then the party continues to be bad. And in this case, that party is our government and they are making law on the behalf of the people of Alberta. So if we get involved with that and we change that, we change that, uh, uh, the outlook of the party with good people, then we get good legislation. Exactly. So, yeah. Now, I'll ask that Couldn't question. Be better why, said, uh, why is it important that we get involved between elections? What, what goes on here? What is going on? Well, you know, uh, Jason Kenney, ironically enough, was a very good friend of mine. He got involved. So he got involved in, before he got involved in politics, he visited me in St. Albert at my home and, uh, and talked about wanting to get involved in politics. He was 22 years old. So I've known him forever, for a long mm -hmm. time. And, and when he jumped into, uh, you know, Alberta politics and, and merged the two parties, I thought he was a hero, fantastic, because... He's sacrificing so much and risking so much. So I had huge respect for him and huge dismay when I saw well, how he handled the COVID crisis. And, um, and not just once, but go back and forth, flip-flop, and eventually insult uh, his support base. Like his mm -hmm. most fundamental, his strongest people who brought him to the party, so to speak, and, and started to insult them, right? So for me, it was not... It was an easy decision in one, in one sense to say, I can't support this man anymore. It was hard emotionally, if you understand, right? Emotionally, it was like I was mourning the fact that this man was becoming so much different than who I thought he was, right? So, so, but that's also the point in time where so many Albertans decide we had enough. Um, 
we have to do something. And it was this radical concept, we're going to force the resignation of, uh, of a premier who had a reputation across Canada as one of the uh, best politicians in Canada. So even though he was not liked, as far as a political operative, he was one of the very, very best in Canada. And, and it, we just joined forces uh, with freedom people, uh, people, and not just freedom people, but people who believe in grassroots politics. I talked to so many MLAs who said, my biggest problem with, with Jason Kenney is he doesn't listen to anyone. He, he believes he's right. He's got a small circle who decide everything. As an MLA who represents 50, 60, 70,000 people, I have no voice. He never even asked me for my opinion about anything. And so the grassroots politics is a value that I embrace. The power of the people, the voice of the people, the right of the people to be heard. And then also, of course, fundamental rights and freedoms that were being trampled on during the COVID crisis. So those two things made it uh, you know, very clear. I had no other choice but to join in with other groups and say we're calling on Jason Kenney's resignation and do whatever we can for that. So that the, the success that happened from that, um, you know, I think there's a lot of people who said, OK, what's next? And that's that good news is we understood what's next and what's next. We need to elect a good premier. What's next? We need to elect a good board of directors. What's next? We need to, you know, and there was the what's next, which means continuous, never ending uh, participation. Right. So mm -hmm. no more of this every four years. We can't trust the system. We have to change the system. It's going to require an army of people being engaged. We're just getting started. The, you know, the UCP is just a small piece of this iceberg. When you start thinking about school boards, about library boards, about all these spheres of influence that are ripping our society apart, we need to, in large numbers, get involved. So maybe you're saying, well, I don't want to get involved with UCP. Well, for the library boards, School board, think of something, yeah. but don't justify that's, non engagement. That's because a, we can't afford that's anymore. a great point. Because people, uh, we hear a lot oh, the library has these books in them. How disgusting, how terrible. Oh, the school is doing this, how terrible. And then mm -hmm. rather than taking time out of our busy lives to go and sit on the boards that makes those decisions, we just run around in circles screaming at the air about it. But now we've learned that that's not the case. But I have a, I have a question for you. You said that the UCP is a grassroots party. And that's what you like about it. And that's what I liked about it as well with my extremely limited understanding of politics four years ago. How in the world did a grassroots party that was supposed to be the best of both worlds when, when the two parties, the PCs and the Wild Rose joined, how did it allow the things that happened under Jason Kenney's, ten, Ken, ten, Kenney's tenure to happen? How did it become a top-down authoritarian uh, party where the MLAs weren't listened to by the leader? Very good question, because I had that question as well. How did this happen? And um, it was actually Joel Mullen, uh, uh, who was one of the original founders of the UCP party from the Wild Rose side. And he was also on the board of directors, recruited by Jason Kenney. He was on the board of directors, and he was the infamous board of director who called for Jason Kenney's resignation and then was forced to resign from the board of directors, right? Mm -hmm. The board of directors. So this is very interesting. So uh, when the UCP and the Wild Rose merged, basically because of the numbers of people on the Wild Rose side, which is more grassroots, all of the policies from the Wild Rose side were adopted. The governance rules were adopted. The grassroots decision-making was adopted. Um, and, and, you know, of course, we couldn't have known it at the time, but it was very clear by Jason Kenney's decisions that he hated this part of the of the of the new party. So what he did is he arranged for stacking the board, the board of directors of the UCP party. Uh, you know, is that basically in the last UCP party where he was stacking the board, last AGM, I should say, last AGM annual general meeting we have to stop using acronyms because some people say what is that annual general meeting of the ucp party he bust in hundreds of people to make sure he got his slate of board members elected wait and hold on a sec bro so jason kenny brought enough people 
enough people showed up for Jason Kenney and they won. Is that what you're saying? A hundred percent. They got their board of directors and the board of directors were beholden to Jason Kenney's agenda instead of, if you look at the constitution of the party, the bylaws of the party, the board of members are supposed to serve the membership and not the premier. Right? So, but they found people loyal to the premier, loyal to the level that even rules that are written in the bylaws were ignored. For example, a leadership review can only happen in the UCP party by way of a special general meeting, yeah. in-person meeting of the members. And so that was slated, of course, uh, you know, it's a while back now, but no, not that long ago, a year and a half ago in Red Deer, I believe in, in April or something like that. And, um, and the numbers were bad for Jason Kenney. So he just changed the rules. He decided, well, we're not going to do in person. We're going to do mail-in ballot. And it required the board of directors going along with the change of rules. And it, the change of rules can only happen by way of a vote of the members. So all they did was ignore the rules um, to do the bidding of the person that got them to join the board, right? So, yeah. so we again, the board of directors, this is a new discovery for me, of course, with TBA, you all know David Parker. He's the person that helped me after many decades of involvement in politics to understand for the first time the importance of a board of directors in a political party. I always thought that's the most boring part of the political party. It's actually the most, in a way, the most important because yeah. these people will actually uh, make sure that the rules of the party are being adhered to, that the membership is being heard. And if you have people who are beholden to someone else or some other agenda, you're in trouble. So that's where we understood you know, okay, we got rid of Jason Kenney, we elected Daniel Smith. Now we need to elect this board of directors. And so that's that's what we started doing with TBA a year ago. And of course, TBOF and other organizations joined in with that, but TBA was leading the way. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, a very exciting adventure that took place there a year ago. Can I take that a little further? So I, I'm going to give another reason why that was allowed to happen. It's because the majority of us who didn't like what's going on sat in front of our computers, pounding on our keyboards and putting up Facebook memes instead mm -hmm. of becoming involved in the process. We failed to show up. The other guys showed up and they won. It's that simple. It's so cut and dry. Um, it, it, it just boggles my mind. And after all this time, you know, we've been how do we fix this? What's the solution? What's the solution? And even my, myself, I, I would say at Alberta Prosperity Project meetings, I would say the solution is us. It's always yeah. been us. If you yeah. want to know who's going to save you, go to the bathroom, look in the mirror. Yeah. yeah. And that's the person that's going to save you. Yeah. And it, it's so weird how it took that much time to apply this to a real life situation where we can actually make some change. Mm -hmm. So it is very exciting that, you know, I mean, it's obviously it sucks that we allowed these things to happen by not showing up. I mean, that's on us. But the beautiful part is because it's so simple and so cut and dry, if we simply do the opposite of what we did last time, then we will win and we can yeah. change these things. So yeah, it, took, for that. it took a lot of pain for us to come to a realization that that it, it really we 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 were wrong to disengage. And yeah. now now what do we do? Right. So. Um, and maybe that's there's a few good things that came out of COVID crisis. <clears throat> not a, not that I would ever wish that on anyone, but it was the realization of of lack of engagement allowed this to get this bad, mm -hmm. the wrong people to be in in power, and also out of COVID came a lot of relationships. Like I made so many again. We talk about that again and again, the tremendously powerful life-changing experience but the relationships that were acquired out of that there's a lot of people of like mind and now we're working together uh with the realization we blew it but you know what together we can change things and it's mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, very very exciting that that we have an opportunity here in alberta uh, probably more so than anywhere else in canada to bring about some big changes absolutely and and pat says the same thing so very true be a part of the political party and flush out the bugs it can only make our province a better place we the people can do that yes we can so roy i'm just going to go through there's some questions in here um 
some of them are just you know co uh, current events type thing and some of them are more related to the conversation i'm going to put some questions up and i'd like you to just or carry if you want uh, yeah. just have a real quick uh answer to the question and then we'll move on because we're time crunched today uh here's something and now i'm not sure what rick is getting at here but rick says the ucp kept Pen kenny in power long after he was removed corruption now i'm not sure exactly what he means um but do you have anything a comment on that roy do you did you see that kate kenny stayed in power after he was removed um well i, I think go ahead Gary. all i was going to say is i'm not sure whether or not he wasn't kept in power per se he was removed but then because of the way the question was in the uh in in, in the ballot he basically stayed on until they elected a new leader right so right. that's that's probably what he was getting on is that that was not cut and dry. And I, I believe, has that changed in any of the policies that uh, have been made in the UCP? Or is that one of the policies that is going to be changed in this AGM? Do you know? It's it's not on this AGM. Um, okay. it, it, it should be. It actually comes to mind as another thing that we should be doing. <clears throat> because it was extremely unusual for a, uh, for a uh, leader to resign and then stay on until the new leader is selected. Yeah. Usually what happens, a person like Aaron O'Toole, he resigned, and somebody else stepped in as an interim leader to allow mm -hmm. a proper new leader to be selected for that mm -hmm. process to happen. So again, Jason Kenny hung on and hung on, and it was accommodated by the board of directors, uh, the old board of directors, I should say. Yeah. Uh, but eventually he was forced to step down, and yeah. eventually we were able to... Um, elect at least half of a board of directors that is looking to bring about these kinds of changes. So, but it's very unusual what he did, no yeah. question, but there was no constitutional way to force him to step down uh, during that interim period. Yeah. So from my perspective on that question, is it, he may be referring to Kenny's sphere of influence. So when Jason Kenny resigned and eventually stepped down and was replaced by Daniel Smith, um, he did still have influence in the party because there was what we refer to as the Kenny crew, That's still true. within the party, still uh, wishing Kenny was the premier and still wanting to bring forth policy and, and things that Jason Kenny was an advocate for. You're right. Well, thank goodness, folks, we can change that. <laughs> we can stamp that stuff out and we can do it at things like what Kerry has on his screen right here. Yeah. The A UCP AGM coming up November 3rd and 4th. This is where we have our voice and this is where we say, um, you know what? We don't like these things. We don't like this policy being here. We don't like this sphere of influence affecting our legislation going forward, and we want it gone. So if you have a problem with that, I, I would suggest that you use your voice. And again, you know, if if another party had won the election and they had an AGM, I would be saying go to that AGM and use your voice yeah, as well. I agree. Because if we're going to advance any of our uh, missions for any of our groups, uh, it's going to be done working with whatever government is in power because the only other way to do it is by working outside of the government in power and as far as i know that's not legal mm -hmm. yeah just quickly if you so, scroll to the pricing uh i just want to make a quick point uh, chris uh that um so we elected uh, nine out of nine board nine out of 18 board members um so last year nine positions were up uh, the freedom movement elected nine out of nine so we had really good success last year so mm -hmm. so uh, this kenny group we'll just call them the jason kenny establishment wanted to increase the agm price to about 550 dollars yeah and the reason is to understand how the establishment thinks it's like a private club it's yeah. like a golf club more expensive the more exclusive the smaller the circle the more power we have yeah. And the nine members that we elected last year fought for us to get that price down. So even though it's, you know, it's still for some people very expensive, 329, it's much cheaper than it would have been. Okay. Uh, $99 for youth, 14 to 25. So yeah. the good news is that's not too late to register. The only thing right now, this is very important is in order to have a vote at the AGM, you must be a member that's of right. the UCP party effective uh, tomorrow by the end of tomorrow. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. So that's the deadline. If you're not a member by tomorrow, so October dollars to have a membership. So you got to be a member to have a vote, right? 
and then yeah. you need to register to vote. So, so if you're thinking to come, the most important thing you can do right now today is go to the UCP website, sign up, become a member. And remember, this price is way lower than it would have been, yeah. thanks to our nine board members who fought for a lower price versus the price we had last year, or, the, or they were going to ask for this year. Yeah. But wait, Roy, the UCP did horrible things and they infringed on our rights and unlawfully closed businesses over the last four years. Also, some of the people that are involved in the party now um, were involved in decisions in the past that increased the influence of organizations like the WEF and the WHO in Alberta. How could we possibly justify becoming involved with an organization that did that? By electing enough uh, MLAs to reverse any stupid decisions that were made in the past. We like I was involved uh, personally in this last election before the actual election. There's nominations. So I was involved with an organization that did nine nominations, nine people, nine MLAs, conservatives who resigned because they didn't like Daniel Smith. So there's nine establishment people running. Right. And nine freedom people running. Do you understand nine? So yeah. we won seven out of nine. <clears throat> in other words we're we're it's a process it takes time if any mlas still need to understand how much we're looking for change just say wait for the next nominations right so there are fewer people that were a problem this time than before but we still have some cleaning up to do so would it be fair to say it's more important to look to our future and learn from the mistakes of the past so that we can be more prosperous going forward? Or should we only focus on the mistakes of the past and refuse to participate because mistakes were made? Yeah, I think I think you learn from your past and always focus on what was good too. We had enough MLAs, we had a good number of MLAs that fought very valiantly, but they didn't quite have the votes necessary to force the leadership review. But what we did have was enough um, cons constituency associations, um, which is the group, a board that runs a local constituency. We needed 23 and, and we ended up with enough to force a leadership review. So the leadership review happened because we had people at the local level demanding change, even though the premier had so much power and pushing back so hard, in the end, the people won. So we should be encouraged by the fact good people are involved. We added a lot more good people in the recent election and um, policies like the policies that are on the floor for this AGM are the best I believe ever seen anywhere in Canada. And it's pro-freedom, pro-Alberta, uh, just really strong, strong policies. So the party is moving in the right direction and it takes time for us to get rid of all of the old riffraff and bring in all of the new uh, people and, and to really change the course of direction. But it's well underway and it's we should be super encouraged by what we've already seen. I can tell you folks, if I've seen this policy, I've, uh, I've read through some of it, and if 50% of the policies that are being put forward by folks like us who believe in rights and freedoms and prosperity, if they were adopted by this party, they would never be able to do what they did in the last three years to us again, ever. <laughs> that's how powerful this policy is. And that's why I'm so excited for the, the AGM in November, because we have an opportunity to fix something right now. There was a question that was up and the question said, uh, where did it go? If we, are a member how do we register to vote yeah right what's up on the screen what's carry what carrie is sharing that's how you register to vote unfortunately there is a cost associated with attending the agm and yeah they say oh it's because you got to cover the cost of the facility and blah 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 and that is true to some degree i'm not saying that the 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 process is perfect but you know what how many of us go out and have a coffee four or five times a <laughs> How many of us have a Netflix or Disney Plus subscription? I don't because I don't watch TV. But what I'm getting at is the cost to do something like this, to participate in it, it's really, yeah, money's tight, 
but put it in the perspective of an entire year or four years or, or what our futures look like. And all of the sudden, the $199, you know, maybe you got to save up for it, but it's money well spent. So that's that's how you register to vote is you register for the AGM and you show up and you participate. And I think it's going to be a fun time as well. The last ones I went to were fun. fun. You know, someone asked briefly about that somewhere along the line, but we're guaranteeing some fun as well as some serious business. So uh, because I know that uh, a lot of people are not so heavy into politics that they love all of the really serious discussions. But the serious discussions need to be had, but we'll make sure we have fun in the, on the, along the way. That's a good question. a good question, Roy. Since the board members are elected by membership, are the board members accessible to the membership? That's a very, very good question, Grace. And um, they should be, but they aren't always that way, right? So, and um, and so one of the things that we're wanting to see changed is that if you're going to put your name up to represent uh, the party membership, that you need to be accessible and. Um, and we, we, they all have email addresses that are specific UCP managed, and uh, there's no excuse for not responding. And now, mind you, this is a volunteer position, right? So these guys are working, these, these board members are working typically 20 to 30 hours per week, sometimes more. I know a few that are more like 40 to 60, right? And they don't get paid for it, right? But at the same time, that type of person that says yes to being a board member, he needs to serve the membership. Uh, and uh, that's going to be, I think, more true of the newer ones that we're electing than the old establishment. And if they aren't, if they aren't accessible, if they're not listening to the membership, then where do we remedy that, Roy? How can we fix that? Well, there's, um, you know, there's, for example, in Edmonton uh, uh, or Calgary uh, or any of the regions, there's five regions, I should say, five regions, Central Alberta, Southern Alberta, uh, Northern Alberta, Calgary, and Edmonton. In any one of those regions, there's two representatives that are there to represent the region. So if one doesn't respond, then talk to the other. And I find that these regional reps are a little more responsive. The vice presidential position and the president position tend to be a little busier, harder to get a hold of them. But uh, I tell people, connect with your regional rep for your board, and you have two of them. No matter what region you're in, there's two people that are there to serve you locally. And if you don't like the job they're doing, if you don't like how they've served the membership of the party, attend the AGM and vote them out. Every two years, they're up for re-election. Um, I noticed that of the nine positions up, no, eight positions up for re-election this year, only one is hanging around, the rest are leaving. So. So it makes it a little bit easier for us to to uh, to find new people to uh, replace the old. So somebody had asked somebody had asked who the uh, the candidates are for the AGM, and you know what? As, as silly as it is, I'm looking at the website and I can't find them. I can't find a under list under the A under the AGM. So if you go to the AGM page, yeah, towards the bottom, there's an option for the candidates. You don't have candidates names on there okay um, yeah but um uh the you'll see the candidates and i'll just advertise <clears throat> there is a town hall meeting yes. taking place in calgary where all of the um all the candidates are going to be uh, there we're going to feature the presidents so there's four presidential candidates this position is extremely influential within the party and we need the right person. So at that town hall in Calgary, you're scrolling right to the right page. Go to yep. Eventbrite to find the um, the ticket. It's ten dollars a ticket. It's a Canyon Meadows um, theater. So that's the famous Canyon Meadows theater that get used for all kinds of freedom events. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have the presidential town hall, but we're also going to have the other vice president candidates speak brief briefly and Southern Alberta and Calgary regionals. So Southern Alberta, Calgary regional candidates uh, will each have two, three minutes to introduce themselves. The vice presidential candidates will have a few minutes to introduce themselves, uh, but we're gonna have a real discussion with the presidents. We had a, a president that was not serving the party or the leader, 
in the past and uh, now we have an opportunity to elect somebody that's really going to change the course of direction so want to advertise that event if you're in the calgary area southern alberta anywhere around we want to pack that hall we're going to have a really good discussion with these presidential candidates and make sure we pick the right one so canyon meadows cinemas tuesday october 17th at 7 p.m ucp presidential town hall cowtown showdown uh we're going to put that up on the whistle stop cafe facebook page uh, so people can see what's where that's what's happening there and uh, i think roy you're gonna be live streaming that was that the idea um we we might we might actually hold back on the live stream and but record it and play it later and there's a there's a very important reason uh, yes. for that yep. calgary law heat is the first constituency association to actually sponsor this event and by the way this has never happened in the last last leadership race no one did this and, mm -hmm. and Daryl uh, Comic, who's the president, freedom guy, and he said, why would we not be doing this, right? So he's doing this, and now there's four other uh, CAs, constituency associations, that are doing the same thing. All freedom-minded, one group out of Rocky Mountain, Butte, uh, Rocky Mountain House, I should say. They're doing that event, as well as um, Edmonton, and as well as Bonneville, right? So, so we don't want to take away the thunder from those other places. We're going to record it, and when these are all done, we're going to hand it over to you to post it on uh, the APP page or the uh, Whistle Stop page, wherever you want, mm -hmm. and get the word out. We want people to be able to hear what these different candidates have to say and make a good decision based on what you're hearing. Uh, quick question from Linda. Do we vote for the candidates in each region or just the region we reside in? Good question. Um, on the regional candidates, you elect only, you vote only for the for the person that's running in your region, right? So and I just want to say a quick story because stories are powerful. Last year, we drove as many members as we can to the AGM, hoping maybe possibly we might win nine, but if we won seven, we would have considered that a victory. And Calgary and Edmonton were the two spots where we were really worried, right? Because uh, just the type of voters that are there and the membership base. And so uh, we did right to the very last day, got people to come, register, vote, register, vote, register, vote. And in the end, um, we won by 34 votes in Edmonton. Our candidate, Vince wow. Byfield, won by 34 votes. And in Calgary, it was even closer. Our uh, candidate, Peter Weichler, won by 10 votes in Calgary. And uh, there was one family that between husband, wife, their children, and couple friends they brought along, they had 10 people that they brought through the snowstorm from Calgary to Edmonton last year. Hmm. 10 people, they were, they were the difference. And I told them, if you didn't show up, the other side would have won. So every vote matters. And, uh, you know, that's a good example. 10 votes, uh, by 10 votes, we won in Calgary last year. And that's a that brings up a good point, Roy. There's a lot of people that are concerned about nefarious election activities where results are changed and votes are counted incorrectly and stuff. But let me tell you something. That could account for a percentage of any election, any anything where anything's being counted by human beings. But the reality is if you bring enough people and you show up with enough people, you'll even you can overcome even that and i'm not insinuating that that's going to happen in these cases or has happened in these types of you know the board uh, elections or anything like that but mm -hmm. my point is if you are concerned about something like that then don't just go by yourself bring 10 people with you yeah. and you, you math will be on your side yeah exactly one thing i want to say for people who absolutely can't afford to go you can volunteer as a volunteer going to the agm you get to go for free Right. Mm -hmm. So and so that's a way of going there. And the volunteers that we had last year that went for free, some of them were scrutineers for the vote. So we had our own people yeah. volunteering, going there for free and 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 watching to make sure that not, nothing nefarious was happening on the vote. So there is uh, I just want to encourage people where there's a will, there's a way your voice matters. Your voice can make a difference. So uh, if you can be a volunteer for the UCP, 
uh, yep. that that also is a huge option for you. And they need lots. Do of the people. volunteers remember this? This this year's AGM um, is well over three thousand people. It's yeah. already by far the biggest AGM in the history of Canada, both federal and provincial. There's never wow. been an annual general meeting in the history of this country that is as big. Last, last month, they had a, an AGM for the Conservative Party of Canada with 2,200 members. Uh, this is over 3,000 here in Alberta alone. So there's a bit of a revolution going on, right? So it's at least the beginning of one. And so again, uh, if you're not registered yet, volunteer, make sure you're a member by tomorrow, volunteer and you'll get there, right? So uh, your voice can be the difference in Calgary or Edmonton, especially, we really need you. I remember so, when, Roy, uh, did the volunteers get to vote. Sorry, Kerry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the volunteers get to vote. So you get you get to the right to vote for all of the policies, all of the governance, the board of directors, everything. Uh, but you have to be willing to volunteer and it's it's a bit of work. Yeah. But again, it might be the right kind of work. Scrutineer for the vote is very important work, right? So we want to make sure uh, with those kinds of numbers that we have enough volunteers to, to make sure everything flows well. Yeah. I was just going to say, if you remember when uh, they had the last AGM or the last, yeah, it was basically the SGM, the uh, special general meeting where we ousted Kenny. Kenny and uh, and his party were basically saying, look, we're, we're so popular that we've got, you know, 80,000 people that are coming or whatever number it was. And they really tried to spin it that they were so... They, everybody was so happy. And the reason that people signed up was because we were so pissed off, right? And yep. so you could even look at it in this way too. So we see that now there's 3,000 people. Is it 3,000 people that really are, are they upset or are there 3,000 people that really do want to get involved and make change? What's your take on that? Well, I think our, our sense of it is that these are mostly people who are demanding change. They, they yeah. don't like what's happened the last three years. They saw some good results last year. Uh, there's some people that were skeptical. They didn't show up for the AGM last year. Now yeah. they, they saw what can happen. And, uh, and so this year the group has grown. I know in my circle, a lot of people, you know, automatically registered and are bringing their friends just automatically because it was yeah. so fantastic last year, but yeah. they're looking for change. This is not about a party. Um, this is about, a, I mean, I'm partying in a celebration way, <laughs> you know, this is, this is about change for Alberta and demanding change. And so this, these candidates, and by the way, uh, Dr. Joni is uh, sending in the question there, Joani. So she's running for secretary of the board. Fantastic yeah. candidate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we actually have a lot of really good candidates. So um, check out to the uh, board of directors candidates on the website. Good, good information. So that's a good sign that one of the candidates is participating in these in these webinars. That's right. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So Kurt, our friend Kurt, the amazing Kurt, asked a very good question. And I'm sure this is on a lot of people's minds. Kurt, I don't like your profile picture, but uh, unfortunately, <laughs> it looks just like you. I was going to say, he looks Sorry, like... Sorry, Roy, I covered your face. It looks like Justin Trudeau is on our webcast. <laughs> There, now, now you can see. <laughs> so the UCP is not allowed to make money on the AGM. I believe that's an elections Alberta thing. Am I correct? Yeah. yeah. There's been right around $700,000 fee, $700, in fees so far. How do we hold the party accountable to return the overage to the attendees? That didn't happen last time, as far as I know. Yeah, it's going to require a policy motion. And that one, unfortunately, didn't make the final 30. But... Um, they're planning a special general meeting about six months after the AGM because there were over 300 policy motions submitted, wow. which were narrowed down to 120 that were legible and legal. <laughs> so 120 and only 30 made the final cut, right? So so there's lots of things about that have to be improved. Um, there's no question about that. I mean, the reason there's such a huge uh, number is because there's a larger number of people registered than anyone could have dreamed. Last year, I think it was 1,200, 1,300 people. Nobody could have forecast 3,000. Mm -hmm. So what are they gonna do? I don't know. I don't think it's written in stone. It might be to subsidize the next event. It might be to return fees. It'll be up to the board that we elect. 
ah, there you go. You hear ah. that, folks? It will be up to yeah. the board. That's so right. If yeah. you are concerned about something like, hey, when there's an AGM, the overages on the event, what's raised, should be divided up and sent back to the attendees. Then run for a board position and bring your voice with you. Roy said um, uh, that we're 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 making change here, and I would say that we are we're being the change. That's yeah. what's happening here. We are being the changes <clears throat> that we want to see. And the first step is we're changing how we interact, the things we mm -hmm. do. Instead of sitting on the couch and bitching about something, we are going somewhere. We're changing something. We're getting involved, and that that's step one. So, um, this this to me, this it's not a it's not even so much a change or or a revolution. This is a revival, where people are starting to understand that yes, they are important, and their actions can have uh, a positive outcome to the, themselves and those around them. So this is more like a revival. We're changing the way people feel about politics and uh it's exciting oh it's interesting Marco. that you use that word because um you know it is like an awakening that in the history of humanity there was uh, a movement called the great awakening uh that brought about a lot of change in society including the abolition of slavery and uh and i believe there's a spiritual component to what we've gone through in the last three years i'm not trying to promote any one theology here but I've talked to so many people, they seem good, they seem evil, uh, and uh, evil like we've never imagined possible. And uh, there's people who are still unaware, but there's a lot of people who are awakened, right? So, uh, and so uh, we're gonna, uh, by the way, one of the things we're gonna have at the AGM, as uh, I'm really excited about this, uh, we have a hospitality suite uh, that's sponsored by Calgary Lougheed, but co-sponsored by like-minded constituency associations across oh, the province. Awesome. Um, so yes, we're gonna have, it's the biggest one we can get, 200 people. Uh, and we're going to feature a lot of really exciting speakers, including Dr. Modry, Chris uh, Scott is there. Uh, Danny Bulford will be there, uh, wow. Tori Tanner. We have a long list, Marco Van Hugenboss. So yeah. uh, we're gonna have uh, just a really amazing experience of food, connection, uh, having fun and, and of course, hearing from some great speakers. So that's on the Friday. On the Saturday, that same room is going to use for uh, the uh, strong and free element of next gen. So that youth group from yeah. 14 to 25, we're sponsoring people. If you are 14 to 25, if you can't afford the $99, we'll sponsor you to come. But we have a whole long list of great speakers that are going to speak there, including Tanner and and uh, his brother Hunter and the day are going to be speaking there and and others. So we're going to make it uh, not just great stuff in the party, but the hospitality room, some great stuff for people. I, we call it the strong and free room. OK, so if you're Alberta strong and free, that room is yours. And we want to invite people to enjoy and participate in that hospitality space that we have lined up. Yeah. We're going to wrap up in, in just a couple of minutes here because Chris has to go and actually talk with uh, or has a, a Zoom meeting or a podcast with uh, Mark Van Hukenbos. Um And um, But what I wanted to do is, as I'm going to keep going, I'll probably go for another 10 minutes because I've got a few a, uh, APP announcements. But one of the questions that has actually shown up a couple of times in different iterations uh, is this sort of thing. Easton asks, how are you ensuring that disruptors will not sign up for the AGM, then show up and disrupt the AGM like happened to the Wild Rose Party with Hinman's Minion trying to take over whip a party and causing soundfall at the APP? Or, or I'm not sure what, I think that's UCP. I think that's supposed to be UCP. Yeah. yeah. I would hate for this technique to become a pattern that leftists or people that don't want APP to exist or will take down, yeah, yeah UCP. Yeah, and I think- Can I respond to that? Because I got to go right away. Up. Yeah. Show up, up in big enough numbers where it won't yes, matter. Yes, or we drown them out. That's exactly. right. Yeah. 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 Last exactly. year, our numbers were so overwhelming that the other side didn't even know where to start, right? So we yeah. won all of the policy votes, won all the board of directors votes, all the governance votes, and it was just big enough numbers uh, to attend. Um, so it's a good question. How do I sponsor a kid to attend? Uh, can you guys post my email address and, uh, yes. and anyone who's listening 14 to 25 they're free to attend we need lots more 
but make sure the most important thing is if you apply today, make sure that they're a member of the party by tomorrow, no later than midnight. Otherwise, sponsoring them isn't going to make any difference. They'll have fun and they'll eat food, but we want them to be able to vote too. Right? That's right. So, yeah. So, uh, again, it's Roy J. Buyer at yeah. uh, gmail.com is the best one to use. And we still have space for at least 30, 40 more youth. The, uh, we're always getting more sponsorship money. So we want to be able to sponsor as many as we can. Uh, the most difficult thing is after tomorrow, if they're no, not members, it's no point sponsoring anymore. So, uh, yeah. Okay, well, it is well, 8 o'clock, which means I have to wrap up. I'm going to answer one question, question quickly. Somebody asked if we use other social media platforms. Yes, we do. Um, Carrie, what are the platforms that we're streaming to? Do you well, I think oh, yeah, the, Rumble, uh, LinkedIn, and uh, and I actually I was going to just talk a little bit about that after the after the fact here because okay. people have said, well, what about Getter and what about uh, uh, there's there's a, a lot of them uh, that and the the one of the reasons why we don't do that per se is because Streamyard, which is the the application and the platform that we use for doing these live streams only has a certain number of uh availability there are ways to get around it but it takes a lot of work to uh to set up one stream uh say together as an example we're going to be looking at that so we're on the operations team and uh, as well as obviously the webinar team on uh, for wednesdays and we have a list of tasks that we're looking through and that will definitely be one of the things we have a social media uh, person that uh, also does, actually we have a group of people. So I do want to acknowledge that there's actually a lot of people behind the scenes that that even put this thing together. Uh, and people have stepped up uh, volunteers wise. Uh, I'd like to thank Heather and, and Vicky stepping up today and even posting uh, the, the posters and, and getting that involved. And Walter. Course, Walter, Walter, who's uh, always amazing. But again, you know, people are busy and there's only so much that he can possibly do. But thank you so much for getting involved in that. And if you've got some skills that you think that we could certainly use, that would be great to have you uh, involved. And you can just go to the APP website, albertaprosperityproject.com and send it out, uh, go under the contact information and uh, and then, you know, uh, get a hold of us and tell us what uh, what you can possibly do. And uh, and then that's a definitely a great way to get involved with that. Okay, and I'll uh, I'll just do my little final thing, I guess. Roy, thank you very much for coming on and sharing with us. Um, I guess Carrie can stay on with you for a, a little while and continue after yeah. I'm gone. You'll probably get more done when I'm gone because it's easier. You'll get some words in. But I just like to say uh, I actually have two jobs. Uh, my first job is the owner of the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mira, Alberta. I make yeah. hamburgers. I pour coffee. Yeah. I feed people. That's my job. And my second job is the CEO of the Alberta Prosperity Project. And I want to ensure a strong, free and prosperous Alberta. And I will do that any way I can. So mm -hmm. the Alberta Prosperity Project believes that this province should take back every sovereign jurisdiction that's guaranteed to us under the Canadian Charter Rights of Freedoms. Mm -hmm. They also believe that that probably isn't going to be enough uh, because we've seen the federal government encroaching onto our jurisdiction for the last 118 years and that's not changing unless we get some leverage. The mm -hmm. only leverage that we could have that would be effective in opening up effective no negotiations with the federal government is a referendum on independence. So we believe that we need our sovereignty back. We need the sovereignty that we already have that's been taken from us. And what we see here is we see a group of people that are working towards making Alberta a better place by fixing some of the policy, amending some legislation that's allowed the government to strip away our rights and freedoms over the last few years. And because we see these people doing this, we will support that and we will always support things like that that are in alignment with our mission, uh, our vision and our mission statement. So. Uh, as a CEO of the Alberta Prosperity Project, I would like to say thank you to everybody in the province who is stepping up and doing their part and using their voice to try and make a difference to make this province a better place. If we do this together, and we are doing it together, we can and we will make this province the most uh, prosperous, strong and free province in this country, or we will be strong, free and prosperous outside of it. Thank you very much. Very true. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you, Chris and Curry. Yeah. Do you need me to stay on, Carrie, or you're done?
You know what, with, with your part, I mean, there's probably some other questions. Let me just quickly go through if there's any other questions that I think you can answer. And then, um, sure. um, and then of course, then we'll, we'll talk about, uh, uh, other stuff here. Uh, Joanne, says we're going to become the majority at this AGM. And I totally agree with that. Um, Another question Jerry. was, uh, who are some of the interesting presenters that are speaking that weekend? Oh, Chris popped up again. <laughs> yeah, um, I forgot I'm the host of this. So You're the host? as soon as I hit end stream, it's going to shut the stream <laughs> off. <laughs> okay. Well, then we will quickly wrap this up. And I, we can always talk about, but the one thing that I really do want to talk about just quickly so that people are aware is that we are doing uh, a series of events. And uh, of course I screwed up my front page here. So give me a second here and I'll get to there. There you go. A series of fortunate events. A series of totally fortunate events that everyone should be, everybody in Alberta should be partaking in. If you go to the albertaprosperityproject.com website and you go under latest and you go under the events, you will see that we're actually populating stuff. This is great. I'm excited about having all these events coming up. So not only are we going to be putting the webinars up on here, so it's another place that you can look at because I know we've been putting webinars maybe the day of or the day before. And again, that was because of the the, the, the people involved and, and other commitments, etc. Right. But we should be able to be, you know, you should be able to look at a month uh, ahead on the webinars and what's going on. We also have the APP ambassador tour. And this is with uh, Corey Morgan uh, from Western Standard, who's actually written uh, a book uh, called The Sovereignist Handbook. And uh, again, if you look back either on the APP um, webinars in the past, or even go to the chrisandcarryshow.com you, you, and just search for Corey Morgan, it'll show up. And we actually had him presenting what was in his book. And we were so in, enthralled with his knowledge on what it takes to become an independent Alberta and what the hurdles and challenges are that we've decided that we are doing a tour with him and it's going to be basically called the ambassador tour. And that's after a chapter in his book on basically how to become an ambassador for independence. If you don't have his book, you can go on Amazon and I'm sure I've got it on here in one of my many, many open tabs. There it is. Paperbacks, nineteen ninety nine. You can download it on uh, Kindle or an audiobook. And what's that uh, book above? That book above. This one here. You're not supposed to be looking at that. That's uh, Tamara Leach's. There's, yeah. Anything that's kind cool. of related to that will show up, right? So, um, but excellent book. Um, and and if you don't have time to read a book like I I don't seem to do, you can do an audiobook or uh, or even uh, well, actually, you do an audiobook. Um, and I listen to podcasts as well, like an audiobook. I listen to them at one and a half or two times speed. <laughs> it's amazing how fast you can get through information when someone else is actually talking like this. It's great. And, and of course, I drive everywhere. And uh, so that's kind of what I end up doing uh, while, I'm, while I'm driving. So, and there you go. And then Chris is now off to the back. But I did want to at least point out that we do have all of these events coming up in Alberta. And uh, I did want to just kind of list off some of the names here of where you are and you can always go and get more uh more information but this weekend we're in cowley staveley and blackie uh so corey morgan i believe is speaking at the cowley event and then chris and um uh, dr modry are speaking at staveley and blackie uh and then of course we do we are listing our chapter meetings that are happening in here and uh so st albert uh, leduc um, and then we've got another event uh, for the Ambassador Tour in Vermilion, Plamondon, uh, Fort McMurray, uh, Grand Prairie, and I might as well continue on with this, uh, Peace River, and I think that's it right now. But they're basically for the next four or five weekends, I believe is how it works out to be. So again, you can just go on the Alberta Prosperity Project, uh, dot com and then go to the events. So with that, that is how I'm going to wrap up. There's obviously more, more stuff that we need to talk about. So you might have to just tune in for next Wednesdays. Again, thank you so much, Roy, for, for being involved. And uh, we're definitely going to be hanging out in that hospitality suite. I'm so excited. Awesome, Gary. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, right. we'll and see you soon. That, thanks. All right. Thanks, buddy. Good night, everybody.